everyone. Welcome, welcome once again um, with me, Aisha Hogan, visionary and strategist of iAwesome, money coach, life strategist. And I am here today with Kareen Sarujian from Awaken Your Magic. And today we're going to have an amazing I Got This conversation around getting through or getting around your victimhood and moving into your greatness, right? Moving into a better version of yourself and what that looks like. And I know that we've had various conversations around this before, but why I love continuing this conversation is because everybody that we interview brings a little more spice, brings another strategy, brings another tip, brings another viewpoint to this to enrich that ability for us to get out of our victimhood, to get out of our own way. So thank you, Karina, Kareen, Kareen. See, I even practiced Kareen for joining me today and um, joining our listeners today. And tell me a little bit about you and who you are right now in your life. Oh my goodness. Well, first of all, thanks for having me here. I'm really excited to have this conversation. Um, Who I am, um, it took me a while to get to a point of discovering who I was because I grew up in a very conditioned environment of who society expected me to be. So it was years of um, catering to other people's needs, going through bullying, trying to find my place, feeling like I didn't belong in this place. Um, And then as I started doing this healing work and just like peeling off layers, that's kind of how I describe it as peeling off layers of of conditioning and expectations and masks uh, that weren't me to really figure out who I truly am. And um, I worked in the corporate world for a while. I've launched different businesses and trying to just like find my place Um, until a few years ago, I had a massive awakening and I realized that I am meant to be a healer. I'm meant to serve. I wanted to help people. And since a very young age, I would have people, random people come up to me and tell me their deepest, darkest secrets and problems. And I was like, why are they coming to me? I don't understand. You know, why me? Random people on public buses. And I was like, oh my God. And then years ago, I was like, no, no, this is what I'm meant to do. I want to make an impact. I want to serve. I want to help people. So um, as my, you know, as I went through multiple awakenings, I started discovering my intuitive gifts and my psychic abilities and my healer abilities. And I was like, this is what I'm meant to do. So uh, truly, I just feel like I'm here on earth to just be this like, vessel of light and just make an impact in the world and at the same time live a magical life and and have fun and be playful as well that's awesome and I'm so glad that you stepped into that like a lot there's a lot of people you know I always think there's like people are either awake or asleep you know and that when they're asleep they're asleep but when they're awake there's different levels of awake you know there's awake where they kind of know something's changing in them and they're not sure what it is and maybe they're hiding it or in they're in denial of it, or all of a sudden something happens, like they visualize something or they hear something cognizantly or, or sorry, or they hear something audibly or a thought comes into their head that's not theirs and something happens. I remember the first time, the very first time, like I always knew that I had gifts, but some gifts showed up like just randomly. And I remember the first time I was sitting with a client and we we had a plan of what we were going to be doing that day. So I started getting ready to take her through this hypnosis section, that session that I was going to do. And I opened my mouth to say, okay, let's get ready for this. And I opened, but something completely different came out of my mouth. And it was something that I had actually never done before. Mm. Right. So I didn't want to, first of all, I thought I was having a stroke. And the second time, the second thing was like, okay, I've got to go with this. I can't, 
you know, let her know I'm having a stroke. Right. So I just, so I just kind of went with it and whatever thoughts I was getting, I was kind of just going with my feelings and doing it. It turned out to be probably one of, one of the best sessions that I'd ever had with her. And it was so profound. And she did like an incredible amount of healing in that session. And I remember when she left and I'm sitting in my office going, what the heck was that? (laughs) Did that just happen? Yeah. Right. And do I tell anyone? And it was kind of cool. How do I make it happen again? Or I don't know, maybe I know. So it was just like, you know, I was having these thoughts around it. And then it was a long time before something like that happened again. But then I realized that it was happening all the time, only it was quieter. The first time they, it was just like, it needed to be known that it was there. And then mm-hmm. after that, it was just, I had to listen, yeah. you know, actively listen for it and it would, and it would show up. So, and I think with some people, it's scary because when I first started getting my gifts a long time ago. I mean, you talk about bullying. I came from a country called Turkey. I have a name like Aisha living in Canada. You can only imagine. And my mom sewed my dresses for school. I wasn't wearing what everybody else was wearing. And, you know, I stuck out like a sore thumb. I was an empath, right? Didn't know it. So I was very sort of on my own. And of course, every day, daddy said, little girls don't fight. And I would get beat up every day after school, right? So it was like, you know, so there was that feeling of isolation. And I thought, you know, if I do this, if I step into this weirdness, right? Because at at that time I said, this is weird, right? So if I stepped into that weirdness, I'm going to be even more isolated than I am now. Yeah. Yeah. So there's fear around the awakening. Now I step into it. I'm like, bring it on, whatever you got, right? I'll take it. But then, you know, first, at first stepping into it, it took me a couple of years. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's normal. I mean, weird, actually, if you look up weird in the dictionary, it actually means supernatural. So now it's like, I wear it like a badge. I'm like, I am weird. Yes. You know, Um, I made up a new word. It's funny that you say that I made up a new world. I I call it weirderful. It's like weirder. And I love it. (laughs) It really is. It takes a while because you're like, I'm going to be rejected even more. And there's the fear of judgment. Oftentimes we do fear our power. We do fear our greatness. We don't fear our, you know, insecurities and our, and our wounding. And we fear our power. Um, and then for, for a lot of people, our light is too much, right? It is too much. So when you do start stepping into that power, you will get backlash. You will get people quote unquote, rejecting you. Right. And once you get to a point where you're so, um, integrated in who you are and grounded and super powerful, and you have the auric field, I talk a lot about the aura, you have the auric field and the shield, you're untouchable. You become invincible. So people won't even see you. Like, so those low vibrational people won't even notice you, right? So it's like, this work is so beautiful. So when you are sort of in between worlds where you're trying, you have one foot into the human realm and the other foot is like, you're, you're in your power. I call that the in-between world. So you're like in limbo state, right? You're still not fully awakened, but you kind of are. And it's like, you're confused, right? right. Um, you can still have like mundane conversations and muggle conversations. And then you can have etheric conversations that you don't really know where you fit in. But once you cross over and you step into that, like, this is who I am and, and I'm, I'm empowered, I'm authentic, I'm real, I'm weird and I, I own it. There's just like, it's freedom. 
It's absolute freedom, liberation, and sovereignty on all levels where in the other beautiful thing that happens when you actually step into that power and that light is that you inspire people. You inspire people. Like I can walk into a room now and just be me, my weird, spunky, like quirky self. And people who are like more sheltered and shy and who are scared to come out, all of a sudden they're feeling a little bit more comfortable. And I've had people tell me, you inspire me. I want to be like this. How did you do this? And this is literally what I came here to teach is how do you step into who you are and be powerful and, and magical and, and be colorful and be all of you and show up as all of you, no filters, no anything and inspire others to do the same because that's what we came here for. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Funny. I was having this conversation in, in our club. I awesome clubhouse today and it was the same. It, it's, it's about stepping away from the conditioning. And I think mm-hmm. it's really about stepping away from self-judgment. It's stepping away from, you know, being what everybody else wants you to be. And, 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 you know, I, I challenge the people that are listening today to this, to, to, to sort of just sort of close your eyes for a second and think about what it would be like to be you without Mm -hmm. all of the expectation, without all the, you should be like this and you should be like that. And this is what you should be doing. And this is how you should look. And this is where you should wear, this is what you should wear. And you know, this is how you should act. And if you could just take all of that away for a few moments and just be who, just be in your own power. What would I be like with all all of that? Mm -hmm. Right. And it's amazing to me First of all, it feels lighter for everybody. But I think what is scary for people is they actually don't know who that is. Yeah. Right. They it's, And, and the, the most frightening part is that I think that people end up like the mass population of this planet end up passing away, never knowing who they ever were. Can you imagine being in this vessel? I call it the vessel. It's my avatar, right? It's my avatar. Yeah. So being in my avatar for this entire time. And not having a clue who I am. Yeah. Because I've spent my entire life being what everybody else wants me to be. And that's what most people do. I mean, it took me till I was 40 yeah. to step in, to really step into my avatar. Until that, I was everybody else's avatar. Yeah. Yeah. Same for me as well. It, it took me a while. You know, age doesn't matter. It took me till my late 30s to figure out who I was and what I was doing in life, right? Um, there is no timeline, right? The human 3D timeline doesn't exist. Doesn't it's exist. like you're on, you're on God's time. You're on God's time. You and know. You. Okay, right. <laughs> right. As I keep telling people, like there is no time. There is no time. But no time. It, and 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 it's just it's a scary place. So the first thing that people want to do, yeah. obviously, is probably step back into that other version of themselves where it says, okay, well, you know at least I know what to do here. I don't know what to do there. Like, I don't know what I like. I don't know what I want. I don't, you know, I don't know anything about that version of me. So I'll stay over here, even though it feels icky and I feel disconnected and all of that. So I'll stay here because it's familiar. Well, a lot of people are comfortable in their own cosmic poop. I call it, it's literal cosmic (laughs) poop. Like it's nice and warm. I'm just going to sit in my poop and and just stay there because it's warm and comfortable and I'm familiar with it. Um, and they don't want to go into the unknown, right? It's scary, scary going into the deepest, darkest parts of your subconscious. It's scary to go down um, the shadows, you know, the shadow aspects of us, but it's, it's necessary. It's necessary, you know, and it's, it's hard because I, I empathize with everyone because it comes from different layers. Like these conditionings don't only come from you this lifetime, right? A lot of us are old souls and I'm sure your listeners are old souls. 
where we've had multiple lifetimes. So not only are you carrying layers and baggage of conditioning from this lifetime, your childhood and growing up, you're carrying them from your genetics, from your DNA. <laughs> so all the stuff that's coming down from your lineage. On top of that, you've got stuff coming from past lives that you've experienced and soul. So there's like four layers of, of source that your conditioning is coming from. So it's understandable. It's like peeling off like the snake skin. Um, and it's a lot of work and it's, it's, it could be heavy work, but it could also be fun and playful if you change your perspective on it right? It could be cathartic. Like you get to a point in your healing journey where it's like, it's cathartic. Sometimes I'm releasing something, a shadow aspect of me or a wound or a trauma. And I'm laughing like a maniac. I'm like laugh crying because it feels so good to like sit in it and just release it. And it's just liberating. And it's like, I, I often talk about this. Sometimes it feels not so good to release it. Like you have to release it, but sometimes we have to release it. We feel it as we release it and let it go. The last version of it was like, Oh my God, go. Oh my God. go. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah, totally. There's like, and it's like not attaching yourself to what the experience will be. It's like, it is what it is. Sometimes it's brutal it's painful it's gut-wrenching and heart aching and sometimes it's just blissful cathartic and orgasmic like you it's like just surrender to whatever it is right there is this like element as you know humans we're we're, you know control freaks we want to control everything want to control the experience control expectations it's like just surrender to whatever it is and because we think that we think that we can't handle what we can't control right Mm -hmm. so it's and you can you can you know the one thing that I say to people like that I like to say and I say it to myself all the time too is you know through religion and stuff all the religions it's always been looking to a we're going to say use the word god here but it could be god Allah, Buddha, whatever your name is for it so um so you think about god and you think about it as something outside of you right so it's this this power this creator that's outside of you. So then we become codependent to it, right? So we're like, we're trying not to sin. We're trying to live, you know, the way we're supposed to be living and all this stuff. So though we don't get judged, right? Mm -hmm. And all of this nonsense. And then later, now as time's coming in, we're starting to realize that that's not the case. And Mm -hmm. we are independent because we understand that we are you know, it, it's not outside of us. We don't, we're not really sure where it is, but it's not outside of us. And there's not this full understanding of it yet. And now there's this, as we move into this quantum leap and we're moving further in, cause we're going to be there really soon. The, the evolutionary leap is here. We're in it and things are changing in everybody. And that's why everybody's starting to wake up and healers are in for a surprise because we're not going to be needed anymore because everyone's going to be in a really good place when they're over there. And this interesting thing that's it's happening and it's just now we're becoming interdependent Mm. you know where we're working together in a unity and a collaboration and we understand that even though we're individuals in this avatar having an experience we are still connected to each other and we can feel that connection to the point where there probably won't even be any need for real language so it's it's going to be it's so amazing and it's already happening to people and I think that what what they're experiencing is number one fear of the unknown number two what to do with it and number three they're feeling the chaos inside right now because in order to prepare these primitive avatars for where we're going it's not just an evolution but it's an involution Mm. we're getting a lot of 
reprogramming done of our DNA and stuff. So things are because this body's not going to be able to hold what we're going to become. So now we're getting reprogramming done to our DNA, but it's causing chaos because for that to happen, there is healing that's happening. It's like, it's almost like super healing is happening. It's like, okay, the DNA's got to change, but there's this thing in the way. Okay, you out, right? So (laughs) so all of a sudden they grab it, they kick it out, right? And it's like, you're like, whoa, what's happening to me? Yeah, yeah. It's the age of Aquarius, right? This is the age of Aquarius where it's not like it used to be where it used to take longer and longer and longer to release something. Now it's like super quick. I call it the fast track lane at the amusement park, you know, like where we've all have like fast, fast, fast lanes right now to healing. Um, and it's happening very rapidly for a lot of people that it's, it's, they're not adjusting properly to it. It's affecting their nervous system. So I always recommend to students. Well, and that's why we have illness right now because it's our DNA yes. mutating, right? So the interesting thing is that you used a word there that I used, used to use all the time, but I don't use it anymore. The vocabulary is changing too. And that is, I never use the word. I don't, I think I used it once already in this, but I don't usually use it anymore. And it's the word release. Mm. I use the word embrace now because we're, we're, oh. we're made of light. We don't need to yeah. release it, you know, to push something away, creates resistance. It pushes back. Mm-hmm. So it's like, no, embrace it, bring it in, transform it, let it, let it change, yeah. change, mutate, you know, transmutate the, the energy of it. Right. Make it. So it's more about bring it in because we always want everything's on the outside. Happiness is on the outside. Love is on the outside. Healing is on the outside. We've been so conditioned to believe that everything is outside of us that we forget that we are incredible and everything is on the inside. Yes. And I have this a lot where where clients tell me, you know, I I want this. When when will I meet the love of my life? When will I have the job of my dreams? You know, if this changes, I'm going to be fine. No, no. Let's just reverse that. Most people have the formula wrong. Yeah. Come back to self, come home to yourself, align yourself with your soul's frequency, with the God frequency and everything around you will align. And I've tested this over and over again. Sometimes when my vibration is low and I'm having a bad day, everything around me just is, you know, people cut me off on the street and I can't even get the other day. I'm like, I can't even get the toilet paper rolled out. (laughs) It's not cooperating with me. I'm like, ah, my vibration is down. Okay. I'm going to fix this. And then you fix it and everything just flows so beautifully. We are the center of our own universe. We are, you know, responsible for our circumstances and the environment that we're in. It's our vibration. Our vibration. I've done this new thing. I started testing a lot of different things, you know, Mm -hmm. how I can connect really fast and and stuff like that when I'm feeling disconnected, like you were talking about. And one of the little tips that I give, so somebody who's listening and they might want to try this so we all have people in our lives that kind of stress us out and it's usually in our family that they push buttons and we have to deal with them. We can't really not. And so when that happens, I kind of sort of sit with myself and I look at them and sort of with different eyes, number one, with more compassionate eyes and not judging them. And number two, in my mind, I keep playing the same mantra over. I am one with you. I am one with you. And I'm speaking to source. I'm one with you. And I'm basically with that feeling of just bring me the energy, bring me the strength heal the situation, give them energy, right? Give them strength. And, and you find that all of a sudden that feeling of stress and, Oh my God, they're talking again. And whatever it is, seems to just, you're just releasing it. And it's like, you're releasing it. You're letting it go, right? You're just, you're not getting all wrapped up in the situation. Yeah. Right. And you know, you know, you've done, you know, good healing work when, 
you, you can control the reaction, right? So between the trigger and the reaction, there's that moment, that moment where you have a choice. There's choices in life, right? You have a choice of either going into victim mode or choosing the higher path, right? And that moment is yoga, right? Yoga is union of the mind, body, and soul. So that moment where you're like triggered, you take a breath and you choose to respond or react. That moment is like sacred. <laughs> it's sacred. Some of us, you're absolutely right. And I love that how you're using that as yoga. And some of us, like if you know you're a human design type, so I'm a manifester. So as a manifester, my not self-reaction is anger. So I can jump into anger pretty quick, right? So I know that about myself. So when the minute I start to feel, you know, the inklings of it, yeah, which isn't that often anymore. It used to be a lot more when I was not in control of myself. But, you know, when I start to feel the inklings of it, because I'm still human, like, you know, that's the other thing, you know, even though, you know, we've expanded and we grow and we're awake, that doesn't mean we stop being, there is still the human part of us. That we have to of do. course, yeah. So, you know, I feel of it, I feel it. And then it's about being aware, like you were saying, taking that moment, mm-hmm. not, not responding yeah. right away and remembering. So with that one person who can get me going, like in a split second, mm-hmm. I'll just be like, have I told you how much I love you? And, you know, it's just really changes, the, and you know, they can be like fault finding and doing their thing. And I'll be like, I just love you. And, and yeah. they're, they stop because they don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. I expect yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. And, and, you know, it's like one of the things that has helped me as well is, is just seeing the spark of the divine in people and seeing their little inner child. Like sometimes if somebody upsets me, I'm like, I see your wounded little girl and I see your wounded little boy. I know what's happening. Like it's going into like, you know, that, that higher self mode of you are pissing me off (laughs) and I am upset right now. I feel the feeling (laughs) because I'm not human and I don't think you're a complete ass, but (laughs) at the same time, I see, I see where this is coming from. I see your wounding. I see the little boy or the little girl um, or the little human that, that is hurting right now. And that's why you're doing what you're doing still not okay. I am going still to, not okay. yep, yep. still gonna set boundaries. And that is about, you know, by power. And, and a lot of times empaths can go, you know, either way. Cause there's empaths who are like, I hate you. No, no, I'm like, they're like, you know, fighting and angry and, and, and um, defending themselves because they don't feel safe. And then there's the empaths that just kind of like, you know, cower and, and they don't know how to set boundaries. And they think that if they do, they're not being good or a nice person. So, um, boundaries it's like a beautiful like once you have reached that state of like um controlling your responses and your reactions and taking that deep breath you can set boundaries in the most beautiful and conscious way and that's part of empowerment right that's part of absolutely and I think too when you start to I mean you know like you said when you change your energy everything around you changes right we all know that I love that there's a Wayne Dyer thing right so change your energy everything around us changes I think sometimes our boundaries, even without having to put them down, they just get laid down. I think something with your energy just goes, boom, here's my new boundaries. And that other person's energy senses those boundaries. Even if that person consciously doesn't, their energy senses that that, that boundary change. And because your energy has changed, now you expect a certain conversation from that other person. And sometimes you don't get it. You know, all of a sudden they're nice and they're being thoughtful and you're like, who are you? right now and it's because you've changed they change and I think that 
the best gift, like we always think like Christmas is coming, right? If, if this, um, this podcast will go up for Christmas and Christmas is coming and it's the best gift that you can give anyone, I think that you love yeah. is self-healing for yourself. Yeah, it's so true. And and part of what I teach as well is like not to be codependent on your healer is to develop that self-healing ability. We all have the ability to heal ourselves. That's mm-hmm. not to say we can't reach out to healers and coaches and we're so needed, right? So needed uh, for that extra support or we get caught up in our stories, but not to, to make it a codependent relationship where it's like, I need you to heal me. No, I want to help empower. And that's really what my mission is. I want to help empower people to realize how powerful they are and how magical they are and how they are also psychic and intuitive and they can self-heal and self-soothe. And that's a a really good point because I think when someone says, oh, you can do this and you're psychic and you can do that. And I'm like, and so are you. That's what I say too. No, I'm not. Yeah, you are because I'm not something that you're not. Yeah. Right. Totally. You, we are, you are me. I am you. Yeah. We are one. So absolutely. Totally. If I can do it, you can do it. Totally. The difference is I know I can, I completely believe in source. I completely yeah. believe that I am, you know, I am a God within God. I am a creator within creator. I'm source within source. I, I believe that. And because I believe that with every ounce of my being, I know yeah. that if there's, there's probably still more gifts I haven't even tapped into yet. Yeah. Oh, totally. Totally. And everyone's gifted in their own unique way. Cause I get a lot of that too, where it's like, Oh my God, you're so gifted. You're so connected. How do you do this? I wish I could do this. Like you can, you can in your own way, everyone's abilities are different, but you also have gifts. And it's all about, again, like I mentioned before, it's, it's not about learning the gifts. It's not about learning. It's remembering. Remembering. That's my favorite word these days. It's right? remembering, remembering, it's reclaiming and it's remastering. Yes. Yes. And that requires work to clean the cobwebs. Like that's literally what you're doing. You're cleaning up, you know, the clutter, the cobwebs, the things and embracing. I love that word. I'm using it now. It's like embracing and then transmuting, alchemizing, whatever is not needed and is not in your highest and best or aligned with source. And then all of a sudden your gifts suddenly appear and you just start remembering, oh, I can do this. Oh, I remember I can do this. And it just develops in the most beautiful way. And one of the things I teach uh, students is find reference points in your life where you were psychic and you had psychic um, experiences because we forget or we brush them off. As yeah, we don't think about those synergetic moments that happened, right? Those those synchronistic moments where you thought something, oh, I need to talk to my mom. And then she phones. She so much, so many, (laughs) so many situations like that. Like even years ago, I think maybe it's been, um, probably 10 years ago, uh, more than that, actually, where my grandfather passed away and it was morning and I woke up and, and my then husband had told me that he had passed away. And I was like shocked. And then about 10, 15 minutes later, we had these like old antique dinosaur, like radio dials in each room where you would turn on music. The music turned on in the office that was right next to my bedroom. Um, and then the light started flickering. I was like, what is happening? And I knew it was him. And I knew it was him. I had chills all over my body. And I wasn't a big believer back then. I was going wow. back and forth, but like. It's so. Moments. I mean, think about it. I mean, just think about it for a second, yeah. right? I mean, we thought about it, but when I, when I really, I keep reminding myself this, it's, it's like this body 
it's an avatar. That means since, you know, we all listen to Joe Dispenza and all these people, right. Who say we are this, 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 what we're experiencing right now is only 0.01% of who we really are. That means that there's 99.9% of us still in our field. It's still part of what we are. And there's just this one experience with other avatars and other lifetimes. Right. And you're sitting there going, well, of course they could visit. They just don't, they're not wearing an avatar. Yeah. They just happen to not be waiting. They're here naked today. Yeah, Yeah, totally. (laughs) Like, so they're just here naked today. Cause I think of my avatar now, just like, you know, a pair of pants I put on today. Right. So, you know, they just showed up naked, but they're still here. My father was an HVAC mechanic, right? Heating, ventilating, air conditioning. He used to work for like industrial buildings. He would come home every day, stinking of cutting oil. There was this like smell because you needed it. So I know the smell. It's very distinct and I know it. And I think it was like six years ago. And where I live, it's very snowy in the winter, like really snowy in the winter. So it was a big last blizzard snowfall. And I'm outside getting ready to go outside to, to shovel the driveway. Now, my dad's been gone at that point for seven years. But he does come to visit once in a while. And that particular day, I pulled a a new sweatshirt I had bought for myself, a thermal sweatshirt out of the cupboard to put it on. And as soon as I pulled it out, all I could smell was cutting oil. And so I picked up another shirt at the same cupboard and there's no smell of cutting oil, right? And there's just this shirt. So I put it on and I'm getting ready to go outside. And I said to my dad, I'm like, okay, listen, there's a lot of snow. And if you're going to visit, pick up a shovel. (laughs) There's a lot to do right now. So to me, for him to come and visit, And I know when he's here, I can feel him. You know, I can hear him. I see pictures and images that he throws into my head every once in a while. He's just not wearing his avatar. So if you, you know, we're thinking, oh, ghost. It's not a ghost. It's, it's, does that mean that 99.9% of us is a ghost? Yeah. (laughs) We're just, you know, it's just, we're just energy embodied. That's what we are. Everything is energy, right? Everything. Our soul is energy. Money is energy. Love is energy. Every emotions are energy and motion. Yeah. Everything is energy. So if we approach life as, as you know, with that perspective, yeah, they are. They're just energy with no skin suit. Their skin suit. Faded. Right. So they're just so stopping by. So what are you doing? And my dad's yeah. going, uh-huh, you got a shovel. I don't. Right. So <laughs> that's it. And anytime I need him, he's around. Oh yeah. Same I remember it was, I was living in a house a year after he passed away. And I bought a house right next to my parents at that time. Um, and I'm, I'm in bed and I can feel something staring at me. Like I'm sleeping and I'm like, you know, that feeling when you know someone's yeah, staring at you're me? Being watched, yeah. I live alone, right? With me and my dog. So I'm like, like, what? And I open my eyes and in my head, my dad used to call me in the mornings and go, hey, let's go for a coffee. Right. So I hear him go, hey, let's go for a coffee. Right. Aww. So I go, I'm, I'm starting to get up when I hear Aisha. You're going to have to get the shower head fixed because it's broken. This is a brand new house I moved into. You're going to have to get the shower head fixed because it's broken. Right. Mm -hmm. So I go in, I'm like, that was weird. So I go in and I'm having a shower and doesn't the shower head fall off the wall. And in that moment, you're kind of like, even though, you know, right. You know, you're just like crazy. What just happened? It's so surreal. You kind of sit there and go is this a joke? Am I getting, am I getting pranked? Right. So, <laughs> yeah. Right. It's, oh, it's yeah. amazing. But if you listen, you can hear, just believe okay. it. Why, why are we not believing it? 
because we we brush it off we were like oh it's just a coincidence all these things happen no it's just you know um but I've had too many reference points and too many experiences in my life where I cannot not trust them like even when things go south or things are not going the way I planned I'll have my two-minute cosmic tantrum you know that's okay we're human and I give myself two minutes to go this sucks I can't believe it (laughs) I'll have my toddler tantrum my cosmic tantrum and then two minutes later I'm like all right enough soften into trust you know that every single time you've been held every single time you've been supported even the shittiest experiences in your life have led you to who you are today and I'm grateful and you you look at it from that perspective like when I was actually looking for a house I'd been renting when I separated a couple years ago um, I rented for about two years I told myself I'm renting for two years and then I'm buying that was my manifestation I'm like that's what's happening two years two years later I decided to buy I was ready everything was going really well but it's a seller's market here. Very intense bidding wars. Like it's crazy where I am, I am in Toronto. So I was like, full, full faith, full faith. It's going to happen. I'm going to find the right place. After visiting like 20 plus houses, I was getting frustrated. There was a moment I'd gone hiking with my kids and with my family and my sister and I were talking about how difficult it was and how I'm just asking for a sign. I'm totally surrendered. I need to trust, etc. As we're walking out of the forest, I see this little a heart hanging from a tree it was like a patchwork heart um like handmade and I just there were hundreds of people on that trail that day it was busy I was the one who saw that heart and I looked at it it was calling me I went towards it I picked it up and I swear to god I have a picture on on Facebook that I shared with everybody there was a little key hanging off of it it was beautiful colorful heart and it says take me I need a home chills I was bawling even my daughter looks at me she's like mommy I think it's a sign from the angels that we're gonna find our home soon I was like oh my god (laughs) you know I was like I know this these things happen to me and they've happened to me for years and years and years but I never stop getting surprised and shocked you know one of the things I was telling you never want to you never want to you never want to let, never let the magic die. Like always feel the magic of those. Don't be moments. like, yeah, yeah, that just happens. Like it's like nothing. And no, oh, you have to be excited and appreciative. Oh, and- I was so appreciative. And then literally a, a couple of weeks later, I found this house I'm in that like no bidding war. I got the price I wanted and it's exactly the house I wanted in the area I wanted. It was like divinely perfect. Like everything just worked out in the most beautiful way. I was like, People to this day, they're like, how did you get this house for that price? I'm like, <laughs> God, God, design, everything it was cosmic. It wasn't, it wasn't me, you know, it was my energy, my frequency. Yes. But it was, it was the God frequency. It was all of it, you know, and it's like, find those reference points. And that's what believe builds it, trust. believe it. And I think that that's really the key thing is the belief piece. And, you know, it's moving from that codependence through the independent into the interdependent and you know, I, I don't, I'm not gonna say I made up this prayer, but one day I, just, I woke up one morning, just saying it like, you know, I don't know where it came from, but I just woke up one morning saying it. And it was like, I believe in you as I believe in me. No, mm. sorry, backwards. I believe in myself as I believe in you. Yeah. I trust in myself as I trust in you. Yeah. Because a lot of people say I trust God, you know, especially when, if they're, you know, heavily religious, but then they don't trust themselves. And I'm like, you can't trust one and not trust the other. It's the same thing. Right. So, you know, if I, if if I stand in my power because I stand with you, right. And you have to believe in yourself as much as you believe 
in God. Yeah. Who is female, by the way? I just want to throw it out there. <laughs> Goddess. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, you just have to believe in it. And if you do, it happens. And I don't know if you're realizing this, but stuff is manifesting fast, too. Like oh, my before, God. You can ask so for something. Fast. And it might take a week or two weeks if it's yeah, going to show up. Yeah, yeah. And then you might even forget that you asked for it, right? And then it's like, oh, yeah, I said that a few months ago, right? And here it is. And now it's like you say something. And then it's like two days later, if that long, boom, there it is. Somebody, already happened. Or somebody has it. or It's incredible. Even things like sometimes I'll be like so busy. And I'm like, I don't know why I packed my day up so much. I'm so tired and this and that. And I'm like, I just wish I had more time. And then a meeting gets canceled. You're like, oh. Thank you. you know, I'm like, oh, I don't want to go to this event. The event gets canceled. It's like, it's like, it's just like, it's so cool when that happens. I'm like, what should I ask for now? You know? Oh, no, it's bad that I canceled the event. So exciting. It's so exciting when that happens. You're like, I got the power, you know? I think the most really crazy one, and I still remember this one really, really clearly. So I used to have a, a Toyota Corolla Sport, right? I had this right. one, and I moved it to my cottage. So my cottage is in the middle of snow country, and <laughs> you know, Toyota Corolla Sport, not too much. I'm close to the water, so we actually have horizontal snow, like that blows off the, uh, off the lake. So I was sort of moving to my cottage after five years of owning it, and I thought, huh, I wish I still had my truck. I wouldn't it be great if I still had my truck. And then, you know, I just bought the car. So that's not happening. So I just go about my day. So two days later, I'm driving home from the cottage and it's snowing. And, you know, and an 80, I don't know how many people are doing miles and kilometers, but it was, it was usually an 80 kilometer. And I was, we were doing like 40 because it was, it was, the snow was bad and it was still six o'clock, but it was dark and there's cars coming but it's one lane coming, one lane going. When all of a sudden in front of like coming towards me is one of those big four by four pickup trucks that has a trailer behind it. And on the trailer, there's a big piece, like a a tractor or something like a farm tractor or something like that. Anyways, all of a sudden this thing, I got to leave in a few minutes. This thing starts like wheeling around and hit me, but I saw it coming. I just had nowhere to go. So I went over to the right a little bit. Um, but I couldn't see the shoulder. So I didn't go too far. And I went flying out into the field and the field was flat. There was no ditch, which was great. Cause usually there's ditches and we, me and my dog, who was now on the dashboard are like going through this field. And we walked out without a scratch. The car was completely totaled. And normally I put my computer in the back seat. This time I put it in the trunk because I was returning a bunch of tubs of like shellac and stuff that I didn't open up. I was going to some varnish and things. Yeah. I hadn't opened that. I was going to return them. But of course, from the, from the impact, everything, like the lids flew off of everything. So the car was like totaled from the inside, from the outside, me and my dog walked out without wow. anything on us. And my computer was safe in the trunk. But when they took that car out of the, uh, out, out of there, I saw the, the thing come up and they kind of handed ha- hanging off the, the tow thing. I was like, Eek, things were just pouring out of it. Like I was going, how did we ever? And a week later, I was in my truck. Yeah. Yeah. It's it, it's 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 fascinating because a lot of times when things like that happen to you, you go into victimhood, right? 
you'll go into victim consciousness and you'll go, this is shit. I can't believe this is happening to me. I just got this car and blah, blah, blah. You'll go into victimhood. And it's like, huh, maybe there's something better coming. Maybe you're being redirected. Maybe there's something beautiful coming out of this experience. Maybe there's some lessons you need to learn to up level. Right. It's like just changing your perspective on the situation. Like in that moment, you could have been like, this is horrible. I hate you, God. Like, what is this? And all, you know, <laughs> go into that victimhood. And it's like you give away your power to the external circumstance. Right. Instead of saying, OK, I'm going to take my power back and go, why is this happening? I'm being redirected. I'm being reguided. Um, and, and something beautiful is going to come out of this. I know it, whether it's deep healing, whether it's lessons learned, um, something beautiful is going to come out of it and to trust that. That's awesome. Thank you so much for joining us. I'd love to do another, another, another show with you. And uh, thank you so much. And please come visit us at iAwesome. And thank you all for listening to I Got This. And I hope you picked up some great aha moments today and maybe even looked at things in a different way. But thank you so much for joining us today and have a fantastic, blessed day. Thank you all. Thank you.